This is SymphonyCast from APM, American Public Media. I'm Steve Seal. We're at Orchestra Hall in Minneapolis this week for what promises to be a thrilling concert by the Minnesota Orchestra, as we'll be treated to a special appearance by the orchestra's incoming music director, Thomas Sundergaard. The one thing that I can say is that out of all the debuts that I've done, I've maybe worked with between 70 and 80 different orchestras already. And with all these orchestras, naturally, I, I have a debut and uh, a first meeting. And the first meeting with the Minnesota Orchestra was one of the absolute most memorable that I've had in my life. They just carried through the music in a different way than, than, than I'm used to everyday life. Uh, so there was, there was an immediate energy there. And the admiration and chemistry was mutual. After a long, fruitful, and highly praised tenure by outgoing music director Osmo Venska, many assumed the search for the Minnesota Orchestra's next music director would take a considerable amount of time. But announcement of Sundergaard's appointment came quickly, and at that, after only one visit to Minneapolis by the Danish conductor. It's the kind of chemistry that conductors and orchestras dream of. Thomas Sundergaard has been with the Royal Scottish Orchestra since 2011, first as principal guest conductor, then principal, and today as its music director, a position he will continue for the time being, even as he plans to begin his tenure in Minnesota in the fall of this year. This symphony cast concert finds Sundergaard flying into town right on the heels of the announcement of his appointment, and so the thrill of the new is fresh on everybody's mind. For this concert, Thomas Sundergaard will lead the Minnesota Orchestra in two very different ballet scores. First, Maurice Ravel's magical Mother Goose, filled with childlike wonder. And then for the second half, Igor Stravinsky's thunderous, propulsive declaration of the promise of musical modernism, the Rite of Spring. We'll open the concert in a moment with a marvelous orchestral piece by a French composer who died too young, Lily Boulanger, and her work, of a spring morning. Welcome to APM's Symphony Cast. The name Boulanger is a veritable institution in French classical music because of a pair of sisters who paved their own way in the very male world of the early 20th century, not only holding their own, but in many ways running rings around their male counterparts in Paris at the time. Lily and Nadia Boulanger both showed incredible promise as performers from very young ages, but it was Lily who excelled in particular as a composer. Tragically, Lily suffered health problems from an early age as well and died at the age of 24 from tuberculosis. Her sister Nadia would go on to carry the family name to fame, but as a teacher instructing countless great composers of the 20th century, who flocked to Paris to study with her, from Aaron Copland to Philip Glass to Quincy Jones. Today, though, a rediscovery of Lily's tragically small compositional output is taking place like never before, and conductor Thomas Sundergaard enthusiastically showcased one of Lily's works as his first piece on the podium as the Minnesota Orchestra's incoming music director-designate. It's called Du Matin du Printemps, or Of a Spring Morning, and Sundergaard says its beauty only emphasizes the tragedy of its composer's early death that much more. When I studied it and when I heard it the first time, I, th I thought, what a sad 
story that she died so early. We we need so much more of her music. Um, we need to hear what she would have have done um, later in her life. And uh, whenever I pick this piece up, I just enjoy it so much. I think it connects so beautiful. The length of the piece is is superb. It's just well disposed and and. Um, the the way that she writes for orchestra is so imaginative and and so beautiful. Unlike many of her other works, which are a bit darker in character and harmony, Of a Spring Morning is full of a fresh, joyful character. Coming out onto the stage now here at Orchestra Hall, Minneapolis, is Danish conductor Thomas Sundergaard, his first time back on this stage since his appointment was made as the new music director of the Minnesota Orchestra. Here is Du Matin de Printemps of a Spring Morning by Lily Boulanger on SymphonyCast.
the music of French composer Lily Boulanger of A Spring Morning, performed by the Minnesota Orchestra, led by its incoming music director-designate, Thomas Sondergaard. Listening to that piece, it's truly hard to avoid lamenting Boulanger's early death at the age of 24. Can you imagine the music that we might have had if she had lived and how much bigger her name would have been in music history? We're at Orchestra Hall, Minneapolis, for this concert, the remainder of which is made up of music written for the ballet stage. But they are two works that couldn't possibly be more different, although their stage premieres actually took place only one year apart. The Minneapolis Star Tribune characterized the opposing nature of these two works in its review of this concert as Beauty and the Beast. Beauty, in this case, refers to Maurice Ravel's Mother Goose. Coming up the second half of this concert, by the way, the part of the beast will be played by Igor Stravinsky's thunderous, seminal work, The Rite of Spring. Maurice Ravel originally wrote his work Mother Goose as a series of short pieces for piano duet. It was music concerning children's subject matter, popular nursery tales and fairy stories, written for youngsters to play, specifically the two children of a friend. He later orchestrated the piece and then oversaw the music's adaptation into a ballet in 1912. With its sections touching on familiar images indicated by its titles like Sleeping Beauty, Empress of the Pagodas, Tom Thumb, and The Enchanted Garden, Ravel gives you plenty of clues that this is going to be the music of wonder filled with delicate touches and marvelous magical flourishes. While this music is most commonly heard in the form of a suite of mere selections, we'll hear the full ballet on our concert. Returning to the stage now here at Orchestra Hall, Minneapolis, is conductor Thomas Sundergaard to lead the Minnesota Orchestra in the Mother Goose Ballet by Maurice Ravel here on SymphonyCast.
transcendently beautiful. A visit to the fairy garden, including the ballet Mother Goose by Maurice Ravel. We've heard the Minnesota Orchestra, led by its music director designate, Thomas Sundergaard. We're at Orchestra Hall, Minneapolis, for this very special concert. Maestro Sundergaard jetting into town right on the heels of his announcement as the incoming music director of the orchestra. And it's his one appearance with the ensemble this year before he takes over in full in the fall of 2023. When we return, the second ballet on our program this week, and one from a very different place on the sonic spectrum, The Rite of Spring by Igor Stravinsky. That's coming up next here on SymphonyCast. Welcome back to Symphony Cast. I'm Steve Seal. We're at Orchestra Hall, Minneapolis, for this concert by the Minnesota Orchestra. In July 2022, it was announced that Danish conductor Thomas Sundergaard would succeed Osmo Venska as music director of the Minnesota Orchestra, taking over for the 2023-24 season. Between 2012 and 2018, Sundergaard served as principal conductor of the BBC National Orchestra of Wales after stepping down as principal conductor and musical advisor of the Norwegian Radio Orchestra. He is currently music director of the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, following six seasons as principal guest conductor, and the orchestra plans to retain him in that position through at least 2024, so he will be leading two orchestras full-time on two continents beginning this fall. Sundergaard said in his first meeting with the Minnesota Orchestra, it was clear that there was something going on here that he was connecting with, and judging from how expeditiously he was chosen as the group's new music director, the feeling seems to have been mutual. So, what did he discover at that first guest-conducting appearance that he continues to have reinforced with this return trip? Well, I've learned that it's a very skilled, very disciplined orchestra. It's a very keen orchestra. It's a very warm-hearted. I can tell that they have maybe the overall um, uh, headline of what we're doing, which I also have, which is music is love. And I can feel that from them. They, they are so keen to dive into any repertoire with that um, in mind, that we do this because we love uh, classical music so much where sometimes you know also when I was a musician back in the times I expect, uh, I experienced directors of opera and conductors that could spread fear 
And that never led to anything at the end of the day that anyone would enjoy in the building. And also it transfers to the audience uh, sometimes. But that said, there are also um, leaders that can get results with fear. But this orchestra seems to be so much in the same um, mind of, of, of that as I am. And no wonder with Osmo's job here uh, and, and surely also the music directors before him, I can feel it is an orchestra that has that kind of uh, path behind them as well. Thomas Sundergaard, looking forward to taking the baton, literally and figuratively, as the incoming music director of the Minnesota Orchestra this fall. Sundergaard's final turn on the podium as guest conductor now, before taking over the helm next time he arrives in town, will be the second ballet on this concert, and as I mentioned, one very different from the delicate gossamer strains of Ravel's Mother Goose that we just heard. It was only one year after the premiere of Ravel's work that another ballet was staged in Paris, and this one was literally greeted with nothing less than civil disorder, a piece of music and choreography that so unnerved its audience that howls of protest were hurled. Physical objects were launched between attendees and eventually at the dancers and orchestra themselves before the police were ultimately called in to quell the disturbance. The work was The Rite of Spring by Igor Stravinsky. So why such a violent reaction to this work? Well, it seems it was a kind of perfect storm of elements. Stravinsky and choreographer Vaslav Nijinsky had chosen a scenario about a pagan rite, welcoming the rebirth of nature, and as such, Nijinsky's choreography proved more provocative than anything audiences had ever seen. Stravinsky's music, in turn, was practically alien, consistently challenging, lurching from strange and mysterious to heaving, pounding, almost never providing any sonic reprieve. It was, in other words, a completely revolutionary spectacle, but like a lot of art, perhaps something that got a bit ahead of an audience that wasn't quite ready for it. Stravinsky's score is usually thought of in terms of its passages of trademark thunder, but conductor Tomas Sundergaard says it's actually some of its other moments that he enjoys the most. Interestingly enough, some of the quiet parts is what always takes me, um, where the, the, there are two trumpets just playing a little carnal, and then there are some quite jazzy chords in the strings. I just love um, Stravinsky's harmonies. Uh, there's no doubt that this composer sat at the piano and, and worked out uh, harmonies that he um, would enjoy. And the way that he spreads this over the orchestra makes it so Stravinsky in, in many ways. Coming back to the stage once more now at Orchestra Hall Minneapolis is conductor Tomas Sundergaard to lead the Minnesota Orchestra in The Rite of Spring by Igor Stravinsky on Symphony Cast.
the Rite of Spring by Igor Stravinsky. Tomas Sundergaard conducted the Minnesota Orchestra on stage at Orchestra Hall, Minneapolis. The crowd is electrified here at Orchestra Hall. Not only were they just treated to an amazing performance of a thrilling piece of 20th century music, they are no doubt filled with lots of excitement that this gentleman is going to be their orchestra's new music director, arriving in the fall to take over its leadership. Outgoing music director Osmo Venska was very beloved here, and the transitions are always times of great uncertainty. It feels like this is the sound of a crowd that is very happy about the promise of the future and that their orchestra is in very good hands. You can listen again from our website, yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. From our website, you can also download free music and like us on Facebook. That's yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. In the meantime, we have one more performance featuring the Minnesota Orchestra, this time with outgoing conductor Osmo Venska on the podium. This is the Symphony Number no. 3 by Jean Sibelius on SymphonyCast.
the Third Symphony by Jean Sibelius. That performance featured the Minnesota Orchestra, led by conductor Osmo Vanska. You can listen to this week's show featuring a performance by the Minnesota Orchestra and music of Stravinsky, Ravel, and Lily Boulanger at our website, yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. And from our website, you can also download free music and like us on Facebook. That's yourclassical.org slash symphonycast. APM SymphonyCast is produced by Daniel Nass with technical director Michael Osborne and assistance from Tania Major. I'm Steve Seal. Join us again next time on SymphonyCast. This is APM, American Public Media, sharing the power of classical music.